Hello, and welcome to Makers.dev episode number 105. Chris, did you know that 105 is a is a counting number? <laughs> I didn't I didn't look up a, minute. Look up a, a fact. <laughs> you pulled this trick last time. <laughs> uh, how's it going? How are you? Uh, it's all right. I am sick. You might hear it in my voice. Uh, mm. My kids are sick. It is no fun being sick. Um, hopefully that goes away. And uh, yeah, um, that's how it's going. How are you doing? I am getting over being sick. I feel the, I, a lot of sympathy towards you for, for being sick. Just everything everything gets worse. It's yeah. not just that you're sick. It's like that you're tired and then you can't do the things that you thought you were going to do and you feel bad. And for me, it was this really bad cough. And I was just hacking up phlegm for days it was bad sarah introduced me to nyquil i'd never had nyquil before that yeah. stuff's great that's that's some good stuff <laughs> and it, it tastes kind of minty it's like being able to drink listerine it was nice yeah i don't know i took i think you're not supposed to have it too much or something but it probably, that was great probably not yeah i took tylenol pm one night and that gave me that gives me wild dreams um yeah. also i took sudafed and sudafed never used to affect me but then i took it and i could not sleep and huh. that happens to my wife like it causes excitability it's like a known thing but like i just could not go to sleep for like hours uh so that was miserable so i didn't take that again at night um uh, but yeah otherwise i'm reminded of a fun fact i learned either I, it may be sudafed it may be sudafed or nyquil where mormon kids if they live in utah where they can't get alcohol or any other drugs will have nyquil parties NyQuil. yeah yeah Probably. yeah yeah but then you just get sleepy <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah, but I guess if you're, I've never had it not being sick. <laughs> I've never had it other than like two nights ago. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought this, that was funny. This is not advice. Don't do this. Yeah, no, <laughs> this don't do this. Anti advice. <laughs> Even yeah. if you're Mormon. Yeah. How are your projects going? How's the advanced linear algebra class? Yes. Teach me some advanced linear algebra. What did you learn? Uh, well, we talked about non singular matrices last time. Uh, I can talk about. Uh, orthogonal matrices this time if you want <laughs> yeah yeah sure uh no i won't i won't subject you to that but oh uh, no i actually <laughs> okay it's fine um what uh what i've been doing is i realized like so it's been a long time since i did linear algebra and so a lot of my confusion was sort of a misunderstanding of some of the basics um mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah i know about this and then i would go do the proofs and i would, like didn't actually understand some of the stuff so what i've been doing is expanding on what we talked about last time which is teaching to learn mm -hmm. um i'm not actually teaching anybody but i'm designing this whole course and i've written it out like what would i teach myself if i needed to learn the four chapters that we did so i, I started it. with basic vocab like uh and how to do basic things like dot product and matrix multiplication which is something i'm like oh yeah i know how to do that uh, but i sat down to do it and i was like uh <laughs> and i had to remind myself by looking on the internet how to do it um and so um even the, even the very basic stuff uh i have relearned so that's good and i went all the way through i'm now through types of matrices and i'm now through basically all the vocab um and so now I'm ready to go into actually the uh, like the um, processes and like the the thing the theorems and stuff that we were learning. So, uh, and that's been super super helpful. Um, mm. Actually, writing something down and then saying how would I teach this, and then realizing you don't know, mm. uh, you know, and then learning enough so that you could teach it um, has been very very helpful. So I have two more weeks before the test, uh, and that's what I'm going to do until then. Yeah. I love that. That's the the Feynman method we talked about yeah. last time. What's the yep. format that you're writing it down? Is this on pen and paper or is this a Yep, paper. Let's see. Okay. For our our watching uh 
are watching viewers, this is, for example, notation, flame notation for matrices. Cool. Which is, yeah. And then operators, transpose, Hermitian, dot product, the zero matrix, identity matrix, all this, all this lovely stuff. Love it. Uh, permutation matrices, which are actually really cool. Um, that's the first thing in this class where I was like, oh, that's actually, that's actually pretty neat. Uh, you, you can swap rows and columns of matrices really easily, and that's how you can like solve several problems. Um, and that was the first thing in this class that I found actually very interesting. So That's a, a permutation matrix? Yeah, yeah. So the, identi the identity matrix is ones along the diagonal, and mm -hmm. if you multiply that by any matrix, then you just get the, the matrix out. It's like you didn't do anything. Okay. A permutation matrix is you swap the rows or columns of the permutation matrix, and that will swap the rows or columns of the matrix you multiply it by, um, depending on which side you multiply it by. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, so it permutes the rows or the columns. Okay, um, okay. It's a, it's a actually, matrix that I can multiply yeah. another matrix by, and the result of that will be the original matrix with the rows swapped in some way. Um, cool. Or the, or the column swapped, yeah. And so there's actually a number of situations where that is useful. And uh, so, so I was like, I, I sort of discovered that. And I was like, I need. <laughs> yeah. And so. Is that uh, is that like yeah. one matrix that you can multiply any other matrix by? Or, or, does the, or does that matrix that you're multiplying by depend on what the original matrix is? Uh, like it's just one of the matrix is always it, just it, ones, ones across the, the diagonal. Yeah. What's the permutation? Exactly. Matrix? So it has to be the same size. It's a square matrix that's the same size as the one you're multiplying by. Okay, and it's always the same no matter what the matrix is that you're swapping. Uh, e e yeah, but adjusted for size, but yeah, right, right. But there's like I'm I'm I I can't wrap my head around how you could multiply a matrix and have the rows swapped. Yes, that that's like, why it... I had to reteach myself uh, matrix multiplication because once okay. you relearn matrix multiplication and then you see a permutation matrix, you're like, yes, of course it does it this way because. Uh, there's a one in this spot, so of course that row is going to be in this spot, okay. uh, because that's how matrix multiplication works, and that's something I didn't understand before yesterday. So uh, interesting. Yeah. Is it like is it like ones up and down? How? There, there's just one one in every row and every column. Okay. Oh, so in and any depending row or on any where column, you, you put look. it, that's determining where the swap's going to happen. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. I also I don't understand it enough to actually do it, but sure. then, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not magic anymore. Okay, uh, yeah, I love that. It, it, yeah. Do you have a like we, we've talked about a few times having a, a blog of this stuff, or maybe doing a class, or in this I, moment, I'm I'm curious about if this could turn into like a an egghead course. Um, it's a little more mathy than usual egghead stuff, but if it had more of a like if the, yeah. if if the linear algebra part was part of a module in some sort of a bigger machine learning thing, I could I could see that fitting. Uh, are you entertaining any dreams of um, that sort of thing? Yeah, like it, can't, it couldn't go on Egghead because Egghead is strictly programming. But I I've thought about yeah, re basically recording me uh, saying this stuff as I write it down and then uploading it to YouTube, which is mm. the only place I have that you know I could put whatever I want. Mm. Um, I thought about that. Uh, but that would also really slow me down. So I would learn more, but just writing it down once is probably enough for me to learn enough for the test. And so yeah, yeah. while I would learn it better if I did that, it, I would probably be too far behind because I still have like, I've, I've gone through two different sections. I still have like six or eight to go. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can see that. I'm going to push one more time. What if it was super, super low effort? Like you, you have the overhead cam already set up you have the camera on you and it's gonna be an hour long live stream and it's just whatever the work you were gonna do already in, in writing it down, but you're just talking out loud while you're doing it. 
yes i i have thought about that uh okay we talked just before this about how my life is very busy <laughs> for sure <laughs> for sure and i've decided that's something i'm not gonna do and you're trying okay. to make me do it no yeah yeah I, I i thought about that but um i just got too much going on okay that's fair uh talking about too much going on how's the how's the uh football tracking thing oh did you get the i, I sent you a, a video of a special soccer ball they used in the world cup or oh the yeah five or something uh is that the is that the sort of thing that's going on in football that they have trackers in the football or is it all visual based uh yes but they don't have it in the football they have it in the pads um yep okay so, so they don't actually have it in soccer they're putting it in the ball in yeah. football they're putting it in the players pads that's yeah. really interesting in yeah. every pad on every player uh no in the shoulder pads so in i don't know if they're both shoulder pads or just one or whatever but yeah okay that's really cool uh cool How, how's that going um i am 30 like 30 second place out of 600 so top five wow. percent um, that's fantastic and uh so doing pretty well uh but as we were just talking about i have a lot going on and so if i have to drop something that is what i will drop because that is the least you know deadline and job driven right, right. um so i'm still there's still a month left in that competition so i still maybe could uh have enough time to do something interesting mm. but i'm also not like diving crazy deep into it uh, like I have other competitions because I just don't have the time right now. So, but yeah, doing, doing pretty well for just sort of working on it. Yeah. Top 5%. That's, that's really good. You need top 1% for yep. gold. Okay. Yep. Okay. Oh, that's tantalizing. Uh, I know. <laughs> that's, that's the last one you need. I <laughs> would personally is. give up being sick out of all the things you're currently doing. I don't know. Oh, well, sure. They talk to my body, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I think I get snark snarkier when I'm sick. I, I, I don't know. I feel, I don't know. I feel weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any breakthroughs you can talk about from the NFL competition? What what led you to be able to get um, uh, aside? Uh, nothing too interesting, except that I purposely didn't look at the public, uh, some like um, the public uh, code yet mm. um and so i still have that and so i just recently started looking at that they do things slightly differently than i do and i think with some work i can ensemble that with mine to get even better so yeah um, probably not top one percent but i bet i could get to the 20th place or maybe 15th place just okay. by sort of incorporating the public code um, oh and you said this one had a huge cash prize it does which, which it means difficult it's difficult to yeah it's gonna attract a lot of people and it's gonna be hard to team up yeah because the top price is 50k which is significant yeah okay okay <coughs> excuse me I, I, I can hear that you're sick yeah. <laughs> yeah oh oh that's awful too because i'm just gonna be coughing for the rest of the episode <laughs> oh i oh, inhaled a little bit of saliva that's that's gonna haunt me um yeah okay that makes sense because i think the ideal competition for you to to get gold would look like um something that doesn't have a really huge prize that you can team up with you don't need another individual gold um yeah and there's actually <coughs> and there's there actually is one right now so i've actually thought about switching to this one um it's um did we talk about this it's they're detecting neutrinos um yeah i, got, I don't think we did um so the the scientific based like research based uh competitions are they have lower prizes because there's 
as you can imagine, not as much money in right. you know them. And they also are often more interesting to work on because you get like the gravity waves one. You know, now I know all about gravity waves. So it's pretty yes. cool. Uh, there's one now about neutrinos. So they, it's actually super cool. They drill holes in the ice in Antarctica hmm. and the ice is super, super clear. It is clearer than water, than seawater. Um, and so, and then they drop these things like, 1500 meters i think like like a kilometer and a half down into the ice and they have an array of them and they can detect the light that uh gets emitted when the neutrino hits matter so it hits the ice i think hmm. um and they detect it through the super clear ice and so what you get is you get like this this cascading like uh sort of waterfall of detections and then you can see which direction the neutrino was coming in um and so, but there's a lot of noise, as you might imagine, uh, just like the gravity wave competition. And so the idea is to have a better way to detect neutrinos in this kind of noisy cascade of, of detections. Um, anyway, so that one sounds super cool. Uh, and it has a lower prize, uh, which means I can probably team up with somebody. I have a personal connection to this. This is, this is oh. kind of cool. At SMU, my physics professor named uh, Judy something i'll look it up i forgot her name <laughs> but she was working on this and at the time oh. the experiment they were doing was in really deep mines mm. and they would have some sort of really dense really pure liquid that they would put in the bottom of a mine so you put it at the bottom of the mine to remove all the noise from all the other stuff yep. and then you're you're effectively looking for the same sort of cascading thing of a neutrino hitting something in this fluid um but it was really expensive and took a really long time and the volume of the fluid was just as much of that fluid as you could get. So I love this adaptation of just use this existing stuff that is already a whole bunch of this uh, really clear ice that, that you can use to detect it. Um, that sounds like the, the same experiment, but they they figured out a better way to do it. That's really cool. Yep. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that one still that's, has three months to go because it basically just launched. Um, okay. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah, it also seems like it would be very similar to your Gravity Wave 1. Yeah. Um, maybe you could even assemble the same team as you were working on last time. Uh, potentially, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't feel so bad about letting go of the NFL one then. Because yeah. I think from the from the beginning, that was disadvantageous. Yeah, I think so. So I'll probably try at least assembling with a public notebook, but um, yeah, I'm not going to go crazy. Okay. We're going to get you that Grandmaster. I got to say that I'm a podcast co-host with a grandmaster on Kaggle. I That's need that right. for my ego. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm still working. So that is the the other thing that I'm doing, which uh, is not, you know, it's not crazy stressful or anything. It's just, it's, it's work. So, yeah. you know, got to do it. So those are all the things I am doing. It's a lot of things. Yeah. Cool. Got you. you. You had it. Cool so last episode, I, I said yes. that I had cut myself some slack because I just come off of uh, some vacation and being sick. And in that episode, I was saying, all right, now I'm ready to hit the grindstone again. Here we go. And I didn't do anything mm. all of last week. And I was so fr- I, I I did not do anything. I like the number of palms that I did towards the video clipper were like under three and every day I woke up with this intention of, okay, here we go. I'm, I'm going to get back on it and I'm going I'm to restart it. And it just wasn't happening. And I felt so many different feelings and was so frustrated in myself. And 
was playing all these games of like, well, maybe I shouldn't even be doing this at all. Maybe I should do this. And I was like, well, no, what are you talking about? You, did, you, you already wrote the emails. Like, what are you, who cares? And yeah. then I was thinking, ah, well, I have this new idea for automatically importing the YouTube channel. So surely I should do that before launching. And no, you shouldn't. Just do it. And it was, it was just these perpetual, like, going back and forth every single day. And my gosh, it was so frustrating. Um, and I've, I've been through this so many times that I feel like I, like I've, I've fallen in this hole and crawled out so many times that it just, it's become muscle memory of like, okay, I'm, I'm a little deeper in the hole than I thought I was. I was even aware of it when we talked about it on the last episode. I just, I thought I was out of the hole and I wasn't out of the hole yet. So every day I just said, okay, let's just, let's just do a little bit more. Let, okay. You know, I know what my daily routine needs to be. So let's just get a little closer to that make sure that I, you know, after I wake up, I have one job and that job is I need to go outside. So that that's the only thing I'm going to be distracted and I'm not going to want to do it, but that's the one thing I got to do. I got to go outside and to go outside, I got to get my shoes on and okay, but what are the things between me and outside? And then, okay, now I'm outside. I got to walk around the block. And then once I get back in, I've got one job and that one job is I got to meditate. And then, okay, there's nothing else. I just got to meditate. And then, okay, I've meditated. Now my one job is I got to set my schedule for the day. Okay, I've set my schedule for the day. Now I have the schedule and now I feel good because I've walked and I've meditated. And now I, I walk through it. But my gosh, to get there, it took four days of just incremental improvements and getting sidetracked on the first step of like, I've got my shoes on and my jacket on, but I'm just messing around on my phone for an hour, Chris. <laughs> oh, it was so frustrating. Yeah. And, uh, but we got there and yesterday I finally had like a reasonable day where I did, uh, I think six palms of work, which is like double what I did all of last week. So I'm already ahead for the week and, and that feels good. Um, process through a lot of feelings of law i think i feel afraid i think i feel afraid of of launching the video clipper i think i'm i'm fearful of like uh that i'm gonna feel disappointed by i, I don't even i don't even know what my expectations are for this like I, th I think part of me is entertaining this fantasy of oh it's gonna be just as big of a success just as quickly as file inbox was and that was like you know 300 dollars of mrr per day for the first month and it got to 8k in like three months and like that's not gonna happen and that's okay um, but part of me is entertaining that of like, Ooh, but what if that did happen? Uh, Ooh, let me, let me play this little fantasy of like, Ooh, what, yeah. <laughs> how would I live my life differently if, if, uh, that was happening? Um, but it's going to be different and that's okay. Uh, I think file inbox was, I, I think I got extremely lucky in a few, in, in, in areas that like I was underdeveloped in of marketing. And so mm -hmm. this is me getting my little baby legs under me of figuring out marketing, like doing a marketing launch, figuring out what the marketing channels are. Uh, I think I'm in an incredibly good position, and if I if I project out like if I consistently work on this every day for two years, I think I'm gonna be in a really good spot. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of feelings to to process through, and like the anxiety and fear about launching combined with this this malaise uh, in in just getting any sort of work done. Uh, led to a very frustrating week, and I feel like I finally pushed through it yesterday. And so, I told you last week it was going to launch on Wednesday, and instead it's going to launch on Wednesday this week. Uh, and I've already sent out a tweet. I've already sent out an email, uh, and it's we're, we're launching tomorrow. It's going to happen. Uh, so that's that's the biggest thing. And I think I just I just like your help, uh, understanding my feelings. <laughs> it was it was a lot of feelings I felt. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like them. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on 
that whole situation. Uh, well, so when you said you're going to launch Wednesday, I thought you meant this Wednesday anyway. And so from, oh. from the outside perspective, I was like, oh, he, I saw your launch tweet yesterday or your pre-launch tweet. And I was like, all right, he's on track. I uh, could have gotten away with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for what it's worth, I thought you were still on track. Um, uh, first of all, it's great that you're going to launch tomorrow. That's awesome. I think you should, you know, celebrate the wins when they come. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, I totally feel like uh, the feelings that you were feeling I feel them too all the time. Um, like, I don't know. I think that's, I guess, part of being human. Like, you got to figure out how to get over times when you feel like that because they're going to happen. Um, I don't think I have very good advice. Um, talk about it. So, this podcast is probably helpful. Um, and, you know, that's what spouses are for too or partners. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I have very good advice other than keep, keep doing the stuff and eventually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Sarah's been helpful to talk to in this process too. Yeah, I, I, the the more I go through this, the the more tools I feel like I'm able to latch onto. Like these sorts of feelings used to just totally sweep me away, and mm. I would be onto something else because it was less scary to think about. And you know, like like at this stage of another project, I would have just started a whole new project and and mm. been able to hide in developing that project. But yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna face this, and having been here so many times, I know that I can safely ignore these feelings of fear that i'm feeling and when i don't want to i can hold on to this mantra of just do it badly and like there were so yeah. many moments even in just like queuing up the tweets and queuing up the emails where i was thinking oh no how much better would this be if there was a gif here of how to use the product and and like i don't i i don't trust myself enough to do that <laughs> like after, after after delaying for a week and a half like no i just need to do it and yes, I agree, having a nice GIF in this place would make it much better. But you know what is going to be way better than doing nothing is going to be doing something. Yep. So let's just get this out the door. You you don't only launch once. Like That's something I, I learned from uh, Amy Ho and Alex Hillman. You can, you can have as many launches as you want. Um, you know, I, I get to have another launch when I launch on like uh, uh, Product Hunt. And I can launch on uh, different platforms of i can do a smaller marketing launch on like reddit or, or hacker news or something like there's, there's an infinite number every feature i have is potentially a, another new launch um it's just about like doing it more times and having walked through that i feel like i have the tools i need to, to know how to do it and like i know the mantras to be holding on to just do it badly just keep pushing forward but oh my gosh it is frustrating uh, when, also, when, when uh, a little went. birdie told me that you already have a customer, uh, which which means yes. you already are launched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even if no one signs up tomorrow, yeah, you already yeah, have a customer. So I, I had someone accidentally sign up like a month ago, uh, and I was like, oh, hold on, no, 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 like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Don't don't do that yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the first the first dollars have already come in. But then yesterday, yeah, I had a conversation with somebody. Uh, and I need to double check with people if I can like talk about it on the podcast, but it, it, it was a person who both of us know and someone had recommended them to me on Twitter because they were saying that they were looking to hire someone to do this. Mm. And someone else responded to them like, hey, Christian's working on a thing to solve the problem. Maybe you want to talk to him first. And it was the easiest conversation I've ever had of like, we caught up a little bit. We're like, ah, microconf, microconf. And then he was like, yeah, so I have this problem. And I was like, that's exactly the problem I'm solving. Uh, and he was saying that his alternative to that was paying uh, freelancer on Fiverr. They quoted him $200 an episode to make clips out of it. Wow. To, to do one. Yeah. Wow. 
and i was like oh yeah this is something that someone from your team can spend whatever half an hour a week on and you can get about the same output and he was like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense and can, i told him you, i was launching say it again. can you get that in a quote for your launch day like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll double check with him that uh that i can quote him on that yeah 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 that'd be good um and he was like oh yeah that's that, that makes total sense and i was like okay uh you know I, I would send you a link, but you already have an account. So just click the billing <laughs> tab and sign up for the business account and use this code that I'm going to send out to people in two days and you get 50% off. And he was like, great. And I was like, okay, bye. That's <laughs> he awesome. was like, bye. <laughs> yeah. And then he signed up like, like, you know, 10 minutes later. So that felt really good. And like, oh, I felt so energized at the end of that because he like, it's validation in the market that he has this problem and I'm, I'm building the correct thing for the problem that he has. And he he validated that he it actually is a problem enough to spend the money and i agree with him that that that, that makes a lot of sense for him because his alternative is spending 300 dollars a month I'm like yes of course so uh there's it, 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 this, this is a much harder emotional game than i was previously aware of i was mm. previously feeling all these feelings but then i couldn't label them and then that yeah, I would come up with some crazy explanation of why I felt the feelings I was feeling that ah, I should be working on this other thing instead. So it's very nice that I'm aware of the feelings, but my gosh, it's like launching things and putting things out in the world is, is a difficult game. And I feel like I know the things I need to be doing to, <laughs> to continue playing this game well. And it's just putting in the time focusing instead of outcome, just focusing on like the input of the work that I'm putting into it. But, uh, it's, yeah so that's that's where i've been for the last week yeah yeah i mean it's tough you gotta play the mental games uh yeah i don't have much to add i mean i was in the same spot last week with like i almost wanted to quit linear algebra and now i'm like oh maybe I'll, maybe i can do it so <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta keep, keep going keep going yeah just gotta keep keep putting in the time i would also love your feedback on this, it, it's it's been incredibly helpful for me just to, like to talk through my next few steps uh with with all these products i think you help give me a lot of clarity and what the next things to do are i think the next thing is so like i'm launching tomorrow there's gonna be some number of people to sign up it will be a counting number it <laughs> might be zero and that's fine that's okay i will learn information from the process um we, we learned last week that the counting numbers include zero that's right <laughs> <laughs> Um, it won't be a negative number of people. Oh, unless the person I just signed up churns. <laughs> they can churn. He won't churn, churn one day. day. <laughs> um, so the, the situation I'm in now is there's like a dozen things I could be working on to improve this. A, a big category of those things is automatically publishing. I think I'm going to table that for right now and just really focus on the clipping thing um and the and the importing thing i think the most important thing to, for me to be working on right now is this feature we talked about last week of uh automatically importing videos that people are publishing to a youtube channel because i think that's mm. going to make the product much stickier um that's going to make it much easier for people to like now i'm just in their workflow if they sign up as opposed to uh if they have to manually upload every video that's like a whole extra part of the process so I think that's the most important thing for me to be working on, like really nailing the interface of, okay, when you sign up, you paste in uh, your channel URL or a YouTube video, and now I know what your channel URL is, and now I'm gonna automatically uh, 
I'm not going to download all your videos at first, but I am going to import all your videos so that I have a record of them. And then as soon as you try to export your first clip from one of those videos, now I actually download the video and then I actually render the clip. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the initial import, anytime you publish a new video, I want to send you an email that says, hey, your new video that you just published is ready to clip. And eventually I'd like some way that like I can personally be going in and making clips of people's videos to, to make the product even stickier. Um, do you have any objections to that being like the, the next thing that I'm working on? Is there, is there something else that would be better to work on than that? So I, I definitely like that as a feature. Um, I like that as a, for stickiness and, and stuff. Um, my guess is that launching will give you a whole other list of things to work on. Hmm. So maybe, uh, and if it doesn't, um, maybe your thing should be reaching out to people and seeing what your thing to work on should be. Like, it seems hmm. like your job right now is to get anyone to sign up and start using it. Um, and if they don't even use it once, it doesn't matter if you send them, you know, uh, like things to keep them using it because they're not using yeah. it. So I do like the, the, that feature, but maybe I would focus on getting people to use it after on the launch day. Yeah. Okay. I like that but, framing that my main job is like getting people to use it. What, what might that look like? So I'm, I'm, I have something like 80 people that have signed up for an account uh, during this whole process of like sort of having beta access to it. Um, that's a bunch. Yeah, it is a bunch, isn't it? I was surprised when I exported the list. Uh, um, let me get you an exact number. I would, um, I would see if anyone actually does anything. Uh, and if they do maybe reach out to them and, you know, say, uh, if you know any of them, like that would be an easy you know say how, how was your experience what what do you want to do that it didn't do all of mm-hmm. all of that you know customer development kind of stuff um although that's not how you're supposed to do it right uh, do it however you want um uh and uh so maybe maybe i'd focus on reaching out to the, those those people first okay okay and have ideally have like video calls with them but i can send out like yeah an, an automated first email or a sequence of emails just saying yeah yeah, yeah. hey what feedback do you have for me and uh, yeah. How can I help you do this? And then, yeah, okay. I, th- I think th- I think the thing that I would like to to become obsessed about is like, are they making clips? Yeah. Uh, and ideally, are they publishing clips? And ideally, are they getting traffic from their published clips? Because that's that's like the success that I'm going after. But I think I can just focus. It's very easy for me to measure like the number of clips that they've made and exported. Yeah. So I think I want to become fanatical about that number, and I want to try to get that number as high as possible. Are they making clips and downloading them? And that might look like a dashboard of like all of my users sorted by the number of clips that they've exported. And then especially for people that have just paid me money, I want to really fanatically go after them of like, Hey, you paid me money, but you haven't exported any clips yet. What's going on? How, how can I, I really want you to be getting value from this product. Like what are the, what are the things between you publishing clips? And yes, that like right now, it seems pretty obvious that that would be that, they have to go through all this work of uploading the video, but uh, that's, and I, I think that would, imp- that would make it easier for them to, to export clips. But in talking to them, it might be, it might be something totally different. It might be like, yeah. oh, I, I just wasn't sure how to change the font to match my branding. Yeah. And I've, I I've been it, I pink and sideways. You know, right, right. I can make um, it pink and sideways. Yeah. So yeah, then, I, then from those conversations, I can be, as long as I'm fanatic about, I want more people to be making more clips. Um, 
if I'm just laser focused on that, whatever the objections are, whatever that, whatever the difficulty is, um, as long as I'm having conversations with people and trying to really figure out like what, what would be helping you to, to be making more clips, um, that's going to lead me to what to work on next. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I'd focus on. I'd, I would also remember that uh, you're having a launch day, but you can also think about it like a launch week. So yep. email people on Thursday and again on Friday and again on the weekend. And then on yeah. Monday, say, I know it was the weekend. And a lot of people don't check their email on the weekend. So you can yeah. sign up today and still get your 50% off. Yeah. Uh, that's a trick that Egghead does. I don't know if it works for them or not, but it seems like it should. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I used to get so in my head, too, about like, Ah, uh, but I don't want to send people emails if they've already signed up for it. So I need some sort of a complicated system to track if they already have an account and they've already signed up for it. That yeah, they're just not export your list every emails. time. Yeah, just just send it to the whole list. Like it doesn't matter. Like, oh, I, I I was gonna say. I mean, just log into Firebase and run a query and be like, who's on the list that hasn't signed up yet? You can do that, right? And then just get a CSV every time. Yes, I that I agree that would be an improvement, but that. Uh, mm, I don't. I don't want trying to perfect that system to get in the way of just sending I more see. emails. Like the, okay. the the downside of sending more emails is that people who have already signed up for this thing are getting an extra email, and I can just include a sentence of like, "Hey, if you've already signed up, uh, don't do it," uh, or, or like, "Thank you for signing up," or you know, if you if you have any friends who who want to do this, you could forward it to them or something. Um, I like that. Yeah. Or yeah. here, tweet about it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then I can still be having like the the personal interactions with uh with people uh yeah okay all right i'm i'm fanatical about the number of clips being exported so i think then the most important thing for me to work on is seeing that number i want to be able to see per i think just a table of like for each user are they paying me money if so how much money are they paying me and how many clips have they exported and yep. have a button that I can really easily send them an email or something. Uh, also, like, don't spend much time on that. I, I think your focus should be on launching. So, like, yes, that's part of it, yes. but you know, that could, that's probably a palm right of work. Yeah, um, don't add filtering, don't add searching, don't add pagination. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very inefficient. What What should I be thinking about in in terms of the launch? Like, I've got I've got a series of emails queued up. Uh, one of them was supposed to go out yesterday evening, but I actually sent it to go out this evening. Okay. So the first email and the second email are getting sent out of order, but I think that's fine. And then I'll have one that gets sent out tomorrow that says like, hey, here's the code to get 50% off. It's good for the next 24 hours. And then I have another email that gets sent out uh, like 30 hours after that that says, hey, the time is technically over, but you still have some more time if you want to. Yep. Uh, and I have tweets also that are that are saying the same sorts of things. What what else would you be doing? That sounds great. Um, okay. And remember, even if if no one signs up, you already have a customer. Uh, but if a couple, even just a couple people sign up, yeah. then next time you launch, because you will launch again. Uh, yeah. You know, this is like your early access beta launch. So next time can be your regular beta launch, and then after yes. that can be your <laughs> early access actual launch and then yes. after that yes exactly um yeah. and each time build like this uh, if you get testimonials or quotes or something uh yeah. from customers um i would focus on that too so building relationships yeah. with people who use it early get testimonials yeah. include those and like even if it goes horrible you have at least three more launches that i just named that are very easy to do before yes. you even add any more features yeah. so uh yeah 
Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because launches will only get stronger if I'm if I'm learning from them and in every conversation I have. Yeah, like quotes of, like the quote of, you know, the instead of hiring someone for three hundred dollars per episode on Fiverr, you can just have this and have someone from your team or you do it for a couple of minutes every week and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna get the same output or better because you know your content better than someone on Fiverr. Someone from your team knows your content better than someone on Fiverr. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I still feel scared, but it's I'm still gonna do it. I don't know. I, yeah. I feel do, brave. <laughs> do, do it badly. I feel, you know, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm doing it badly. Yeah. Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that's the main thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, there's a there's a lot of other potential places I could launch also of like I have this um group of people in the part time YouTuber Academy by Ali Abdal who and I can I can be launching in their group and say, Ah, here here's your own special coupon code and um I don't I don't think I wanna do that at the same time. I think I wanna do this one first and put out fires and figure out oh shoot like here's this feature that everyone needs that right. is this obvious way that people can be um, or, or sign up is broken you know something right yeah like that would be a problem right um yeah and no. then yeah okay i would just do what you already have focused on and then like all these other little places like just treat them as their own launches when they happen okay. that's what i would do okay okay cool <sighs> Felix, <laughs> this is hard um and then there's there's so much other marketing stuff I can be doing. Like I have this list of blog posts that I can write that came out of all this keyword research from going through this program at SEMrush. Um, and I have a whole process of how I'm going to write those. I'm going to run it through GPT-3 first. And then SEMrush has this tool that can analyze posts for the keywords you want to rank for. And it can recommend adding keywords or, or structuring the content in a different way. Um, and then there's all these technical things to, to be working on of like, the automatic YouTube channel imports and fonts, being able to pick a font. Uh, right now I can do it in the back end, but, but people can't do when they're trying to edit their tweets. Um, it's just a lot of work. <laughs> launching, launching, yep. a, launching a product is a, there's a lot of stuff involved. Yep. Yep. Um, I wanted to pull on one thing, which is you, you mentioned GPT and blog posts in the same sentence. Were you, yeah. how are you going to use chat GPT or GPT three in blog posts? I think, what I'm going to do is use it as a way to generate a first bad draft because I've been reading a lot about how they're doing watermarking and how eventually yes. Google's going to demote things for doing that. But then I've seen Sam Altman talk about how it's this cat and mouse game that people can't rely on. Like there's stuff that they can do in the, in the interim, but then there's going to be ways around it. One of the ways around it that I think would work after reading about how the water, watermarking is working is if you take the first draft, translate it to chinese or greek or something and then translate it back to english um that then that would probably remove the watermark um but i probably yeah. to, to just totally subvert that i'm just going to use it to, to generate ideas like it's not generating the main content but I'll, I'll say you know write an outline for the the main items that should be included in this article um and then it'll generate an outline and i'll say wow that's amazing gpt is incredible and then i'll read it and be like oh actually no, that's dumb. It yeah. should be this thing, and then I'll just end up writing the article myself. But like, yeah. as a, the, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use it as a, as a tool to just push me forward. That like, <clears throat> at any point, if I feel stuck, um, I'll use it to get me unstuck by doing a bad version of the thing I'm trying to do. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to recommend is don't even think about it like a first draft. Think about it like a bad first outline uh, because so I saw a tweet today that um, someone talked about how someone was using AI to generate content. uh, And I think they were this before the watermarking stuff and uh, something happened on some date and you could see their their plot just plummets. So Google is already figuring out how to detect uh, AI generated content. Yeah. Yeah. Even without watermarking. I wonder if... Another way that you could potentially do this is if um, GP, if, if OpenAI just keeps a record of all of the text that it's ever generated, and then it could, you could, but that would only work on for similarities. Like when Google's trying to rank for pages, first they look in the database of all the stuff OpenAI has ever generated and see. Yeah, so that would be a ton of data. I mean, I guess yeah. they're already storing a ton of data. Um, and Microsoft now owns like forty nine percent or something of OpenAI. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're not going to share with Google. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're going to do it for Bing. Go- Google's also an investor, though, no? Google's also invested in OpenAI? I don't know. Microsoft is the one that invested a billion dollars and then 29 more billion or something like that. Maybe okay. it was 19 more or something. But Yeah, that's yeah. right. But it's it's structured, interestingly, that also OpenAI has to spend a certain number of credits with uh, Azure. Yeah, it's something. Yes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deal. But they're also they're, they're also a limited uh, profit company. They can only return a hundred times their capital investment. <laughs> so, huh. so Microsoft can only get twenty nine billion times a hundred back. Poor Microsoft. Oh no, <laughs> poor, poor Microsoft. Why would you? What's the point of that? Why? Well, it's because they started as Open AI, and they were going to be like this nonprofit kind of thing. And then Sam right, Altman right. realized you can't raise money for a nonprofit, and then you need to raise a lot of money to hire a lot of good AI people. So yeah. they raised a lot of money at this like profit capped thing, which is what they came up with. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's the difference now between that and just a regular company? Uh, um, nothing. That, that would okay. have to be by far the most valuable company in the world for it to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. What what are your thoughts on that? Of this is totally changing tech now, but I, I think I, sure. I've put a bow on the uh, video clipper stuff. Um, how how do you see this playing out? Like, we have this magical machine now that can generate an infinite number of content from yep. someone who has an an eighty IQ. Uh, it it seems like the obvious thing to happen now is that there's going to be this flood of content that isn't actually adding any new information or insights. It's just kind of remixing the existing content. And then it's going to start feeding back on itself and then that's going to make the content worse. But that seems to be a thing that everyone is very aware of that they're trying to mitigate against. Google's trying to demote AI-generated content. Uh, Bing might be in an interesting strategic position to, like, if they have, if they have more of their fingers in this pie of open AI that might be able to leapfrog Google and ability to, to rank for content that uh, wasn't generated by AI. Uh, how, how do you see this whole landscape playing out? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of the Wild West again because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think, uh, my guess is that search engines will get very good at detecting AI-generated content mm-hmm. um, because, like, to us, it looks very, very human-like. But you can sort of tell that it, you know, it's not quite right. And if you can sort of tell it's not quite right, a computer definitely can tell. Mm. Um, and so, at least for now, I think search engines are okay. That's my that's my read on it. But um, this came like sort of out of nowhere. <laughs> like GPT three was cool, and then Chat GPT came, and it's not that big of an improvement actually. It's just like a new way to use GPT three, yeah. um, and it totally changed the game. And so, how many of those? How many more of those improvements are you know we going to be down the line in ten years or five years or whatever? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's totally going to shake up stuff for sure. Next year, even I think they're supposed to be coming out with 
GPT-4. Yeah. And it's it uses something like 100 times more data uh, that it's... Yeah, uh, I think is, even more than that, but yeah. Algorithm. Yeah, it's, it's the Wild West. It's a cool yep. time to be alive. Yeah. Uh... I think that's all I have. We, we could still talk for another 17 minutes, but I don't, no, I don't know. That's all, that's all I, I got, feel, too. And okay. I, can, I can feel my brain, like, shutting down. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this is the most I've talked since being sick, two, like, getting sick two days ago. So I'm like, uh, yeah. It's a good thing we've got technologies like GPT then. To, <laughs> after our brain shut down, we can, we can still uh, be using this external tool. Exactly. To, I think. Yeah. But what I, I saw, oh, who, I don't even remember who it was. There was, there was a deep fake of um oh uh jimmy jimmy fallon or jimmy kimmel whichever one just had their 20th uh anniversary mm. and he had a conversation with himself 20 years ago that was completely deep faked and it looked amazing Whoa. um yeah it, uh and so yeah we're, we're very close to like i mean we're, we're there if, if you have yeah. the resources you can you can make a video that looks almost exactly real um Spooky. there were only, only a few tells that it, it wasn't him 20 years ago um, you know something that i'm currently envious of is if you're a celebrity you can just tell these tools to interact mm. as if you're jimmy kimmel or, or yeah. interact as if you're some celebrity but i want to be able to do that i'm gonna <laughs> tell like hey you know christian jenko that's that's me here's, yeah here's my very uh not very well-known podcast uh actually i haven't actually tried that i wonder if i if i put in you know what would christian jenko say i wonder if i'm well enough known on the internet that some of my content has been scraped and uh, oh actually has I, a model i don't know about that but i was gonna say you already have plenty of audio content you you don't need yes. you know we, we have hours and hours and hours of this podcast you could just put that in and that'll get your voice your, your face probably also um we're getting to the point where you can get a person's face from a couple of photos um and so we have hours of video and so yeah. i think you're already there I want to be able to talk to chat GPT though about, like, Oh, I see. You know, how, how would, how would I write this thing, which I've seen some techniques for that, that you like paste in something that you wrote and then you ask it to describe the style of that content. And then oh. it'll tell you, it'll give you some words of like, ah, oh, this is very straightforward and clear and logical or something. Um, and then for when you wanted to generate stuff like that, you just say, Hey, in a straightforward, clear, logical style, write this thing. Um, but it's cool that for some yeah. people, like if if you have some amount of uh, uh, notoriety, if if ChatGPT has scraped enough information and, and is able to construct enough about you, that you don't have to say that. You can just say, you know, in the style name. of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like <laughs> yeah. write a write a haiku or something. Yeah, you, you probably have to be a level of celebrity that we will never reach. Correct. Probably. <laughs> but I, I like the trick of fitting in your own thing, asking it for the style, and just using that style. Yeah, That's I cool. thought that was clever. That was yeah. one of the useful things that I got out of the the course on using ChatGPT that I took. Mm -hmm. Being able to like summarize after you've gone through a bunch of work of figuring out what the what the thing is, you can you can have GPT summarize what what you just did, mm. yeah. and then use that in future queries. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, if you're a listener of this podcast and you would like fifty percent off of the videoclipper.com, you can use the code. Cut it out. C U T I T O U T, and you can get fifty percent off. Are you channeling uh, Full House? Did they talk about cutting it out in Full House? Isn't that what she says? That I thought so. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I I generated that code asking Chat GPT to make a funny code that would be like a, a clever coupon code for a, a app that it's, does video clipping. So yeah, it's, it's a good one. Okay, it just made a joke it. that I didn't get. I just thought it was like a funny <laughs> play on words. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, it is a full house reference. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> cool. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got too. Then I'll see you next week after I've launched. Goodbye.